Welcome to the Straight to the Point podcast. Hi, my name is Bo Crable. I am an Amazon seller investor, and I've been lucky enough to be mentored by several millionaire business icons at a very young age, and I took action on their advice. This podcast is all about providing you with the right knowledge to succeed in the online retail business and grow your personal wealth to your maximized potential. Let's get right into it. How you can make a lot of money with Disney Plus. Hey, it's Bo Crable here, and this is going to be a very interesting episode. I'm going to talk about how you can make money with Disney Plus. So if you're anyone that's switched over to the bandwagon, you know, you're leaving Netflix and you're watching, you know, Disney Plus, this episode is for you, especially if you follow me, you want to learn how to make money online with e-commerce, Amazon, etc. Now, I had no idea what this whole Disney Plus thing was until a few days ago that shows I, I mean, I don't pay attention to what happens online that much. Um, the only reason why I'm on social media is to provide education to you. So I guess Disney Plus um, is practically taking over Netflix, or it's going to be it's a competitor of Netflix. Backstory short: six months ago, Disney took off all their movies off of Netflix, and Netflix was like, "Whoa, what's going on?" Six months later, Disney made their own version of Netflix. Now with Disney, people are like, "Oh, it's not just Pocahontas and uh, Mickey Mouse, all this stuff." Disney owns ESPN. Uh, they own, I think, believe Marvel, all of Marvel, and then obviously all the Disney movies. So they own a lot of content. And how this conversation got brought up, I had a friend of mine who is trained some stocks on the side. He's actually a big Amazon seller, um, does very well for himself. So he understands supply and demand. And you know, with all the money that he has now, he wants to like put into finance and wants to learn about the financial markets. And I, I do some um, stocks on the side that I've learned from my mentor, Steve, on trading options. And my friend, uh, he was like up $85,000 on Tesla. He bought it and literally the next day it was up $85,000. Now, he was also up $85,000 because he had a million bucks into there. Um, however, I was like, okay, yeah, you should sell. He's like, oh, I'm up 85 grand. I'm like, uh, well, no, you don't make 85 grand until you sell that right now. Um, he didn't sell it. It went up a few more dollars. I was like, dude, I mean, it is such a high price right now. I get the demands high, but anyway, he hasn't sold. I mean, right now as we're talking, it's still going up. So I could be totally wrong. Anyway, we're just all talking about supply and demand. And one thing you will learn in this podcast episode is really supply and demand is everything online. And I'm going to relate Disney Plus on how you can actually start, you know, making money with it and kind of catching on these trends for selling products online on Amazon. Um, but then that that led to the conversation of Disney Plus because we started talking about Tesla and the stocks and another friend was talking about some other stocks and then got whatever I said, oh yeah, I heard Netflix is pretty decent. And the one guy was like, ah, oh, Disney Plus is about to take over, et cetera, right? So answer the question, okay, how can you make money with Disney Plus and other types of trends that happen like this? One thing uh, my father used to do, actually, and this is when I literally got first introduced to eBay, was he would buy action figures or toys or memorabilia of certain products that he knew the movie was going to come out in six months from now. So let's say he knew there was going to be a new Spider-Man movie, right? He would buy up Spider-Man products right now and would say it's going to come out in six months from now because then what's going to happen is the demand is going to be higher. Now, that doesn't always work today because overall just Spider-Man is kind of always a trend online and there's way more supply out there. So again, this all relates to supply and demand. Now, I heard that, you know, Disney Plus is coming out with like their own original content. So there's like these baby Yodas and there's all these other original characters that no one's ever even heard of before. 
So think about that. There's all these um, people who go into Disney Plus. They're watching, I could say, Baby Yoda. You know, imagine, you know, someone watches Disney Plus and they get hit with an ad or they go on Amazon, type in Baby Yoda and they get it for them for Christmas. So the reason why I'm talking about this is one really good market that's kind of like a sub, uh, you call business model inside the Amazon space, is literally just waiting for the demand of products to go up. Now, that seems very simple, right? Is that, okay, well, duh, everything's supply and demand. The reason why I'm able to go sell products at a profit is because I'm able to get the supply and there's a demand for it and that creates a margin and I'm able to go sell that profit. However, supply and demand can go up and down very high for some products. There are some products on Amazon that are very volatile. I like products you know, that are just consistent, return month up for month. I don't really like to go for some home runs that could be a home run, but could also be a strikeout. So now I guess a good example for this is I've dealt this actually me personally with uh, these like flash action figures that at one point there was absolutely no supply for them and the demand was so high. So I actually had some suppliers that would jack up the price, but luckily if not, I actually bought them uh, a few months ago at a really low price, price because at that point, the demand was not that high and the supply was very high. So one thing you can kind of take off from this little episode is there may be products that go up and down in price on Amazon. And again, a small little business model that you can maybe think about doing, it definitely would take, this would be kind of considered your niche, just double down onto it. Um, I suggest for everyone to get into a niche. This would kind of be a little niche for yourself is if you stay up to date with like trends or, or even just movies coming out, if you literally just take a list and there's, I mean, there's public lists out there. Like I think Marvel has their calendar for the next like three or four years on what movies come out. You can start to really guess, okay, well, the Avengers came out today and there's crazy amounts of Avenger products selling. Wow, only if I wish I would have bought those six months ago, I wonder what the prices would be. Right, so then what's going to happen is they're going to start to sell out. The Avengers movies are going to go down. Um, a few months from now, no one's going to care about it so much because it was a huge trend going on. But there's probably still some of those products out there. And maybe there's a part two coming out. Right, so you're going to start. So exactly like what my dad did with eBay is, I mean, Spider-Man, there's Spider-Man 1, 2, 3, and then there's amazing Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. So he knew there's going to be other movies coming out because he got a schedule of the movies and he's like, okay, well, Spider-Man 1 just came out. Let me stock up for Spider-Man 2, and he sell those. Um, I actually do this in the video game space quite a bit, um, is when there will be like a specific product that comes out. Let's say it's like a 2014 version, and the 2018 version comes out right now. Let's say it's like an iPhone, right? Let's say the iPhone uh, 12 comes out. Well, surprising, uh, you believe it or not, if the iPhone 12 comes out, iPhone 11 sales are probably going to uh, grow that day. Because what happens is people are always looking for a good um, price on things. So there's also that. So kind of just recap this a very short podcast episode is catching on to trends can be and waiting for the demand to go up can be a huge business model. Um, the best way to really start to actually analyze this would be actually through data. So I wouldn't just go off of your instincts unless you really, 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 really knew the model. Like when my dad did back then in eBay, he just really understood it and there was no one really selling on eBay. So he just got it done and figured out through his instincts. Um, however, there's actually a lot of tools out there that you can actually utilize to catch these trends. Uh, one tool would be Keepa. So Keepa, you're able to see the graphs um, of the history of the products. So let's just say you pick a random movie. Let's say there's a movie that you like 
or any type of memorabilia. It does again. I'm just going over like superhero movies, just because I that's pretty much the only movies I watch. Um, it's really about it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, let's say you take a superhero movie. So you take like a Batman or action figure. Okay. So then look at some the highest demand Batman action figures. You don't want to go for the low demand ones that are just like barely getting any sales. Get the ones that were last holiday season or last Batman season were just crushing it. Then look at the price changes, right? Let's say, for example, there's a Batman action figure that right now is selling for $20. And let's say it's out of the season. The price may be higher. Who knows? And then you can see during when it was in huge demand or the lowest point of the year, maybe it was like $10. Okay, well, again, on Amazon, no one sells products at a loss at scale. Like if someone's got 100 units, 1,000 units into something, and they've been in business for a while, they're probably making a profit onto it. So if someone's selling a product for $10 specifically, they're probably buying that at a profit. So let's say minus Amazon fees, maybe they're buying it for three, four bucks. So now maybe you start to get niche with some of those suppliers. So let's say it's like Batman action figures. Like, okay, well, reverse engineer it who would carry those Batman action figures. And again, I'm just using this for examples. You could do this for furniture for, I mean, believe's sake. There's probably a demand of furniture that people go crazy about online. I don't know. There could be uh, Microsoft products. There could be keyboards. There could be lights, cameras, whatever you name it, right? Anything that um, consumers tend to have a demand for and the demand goes away and also goes up. But then you start to reverse engineer it. Okay, well, where can I go find these toy distributors? So now you want to probably get in contact with them. many of them uh, make sure that you're comparing other offers so they do have that supply for you. And then throughout the year, okay, Nate realize, okay, well, on April 15th, the new Batman movie is coming out. So I'm going to make sure I'm contacting all my suppliers right now, which is a few months before, and see if they have any Batman action figures. Now, I, ideal situation, right? This is the ideal situation. This is what I've done every single time, sometimes on accident and sometimes on purpose for this. And this is also kind of a similar strategy for selling the holiday season is make sure you're profitable now and make sure you're selling now. But if you know that at some point there's gonna be a higher demand, overstretch yourself and buy little more, buy more inventory than you're probably used to being comfortable on a normal order. So I did this off um, some Elmo dolls and we actually do it every single year um, is that Elmo just goes crazy during the holiday season for whatever reason. And we bought an eight-month supply when we were first looking at it in the middle of this. Um, actually, it was at the end of summer, like September or August, like eight, late August, early September. I was like, okay, well, this could be an eight-month supply. The ROI is very high. I'm just going to buy all of them because I'm pretty confident because I know how the holiday season works. I know how Elmo works and all this stuff. And I searched to see if there's new Elmo shows coming out. And believe it or not, before it even hit Christmas, we sold out. And we sold most of our inventory from Black Friday to Christmas. So we sold like four months worth of inventory in that short period of time, actually probably like five or six months. So the ideal situation, just to recap this, is get into a niche that you can start to understand the trends. Again, it can be for anything, right? It could be for shoes. I mean, I know with runners, well, again, this is another, like there's so many different demand. Like you just got to think what causes consumers to go up and down right? There's tools out there. You can use Google trends, right? Let's say if you're doing Google trends and you're typing like running shoes, um, I would make a very solid bet probably a couple weeks before, um, September or in August is probably when uh, running shoes probably spike up quite a bit. And then probably again in, what would it be? 
March, April, May. Yeah, probably around um, late February or early March probably spikes again. The reason why I know that is because I used to be a runner and cross country and track started right when those happened. So I don't know if that's accurate. Um, actually, let me go on Google Trends right now. I'll actually do an example. So if you're you know, listening to this at home or something like that, or if you're uh, you know, maybe on your computer for whatever reason, maybe you're working during this, maybe go on Google Trends. And I don't even know. I literally am just guessing for these running shoes. So let me just type in running shoes, see if I'm right. Running shoes, uh, terms. So let's see, past 12 months. All right. So, okay, holiday season, obviously, it's going to bump up a little bit. Uh, let's see if I can get something better. Running shoes, United States, December. Okay, so, yeah, it actually, yep, I was right. It peaked during August. That makes a lot of sense. And then also, let's see. Yep, and March as well. So, I was exactly correct, and I knew that because I'm a runner. So, and it's it looks it looks very small just because of the graphs are, but you can tell it's like, it actually looks like a mountain. It's really funny. Um, but there's a spike during those times. And the reason why is because people are actively looking for those running shoes. Um, and also the other spikes, the holiday season. So overall, um, find something that maybe you know about or interested in and see if there's a certain demand period. So for me, right, if I want to get in the niche of selling running shoes, which I've actually talked about quite a bit, I think I actually want to, I might probably going to start pursuing that, is I should probably be checking out the prices all throughout the year, compare with many different distributors, and I would probably start buying in the low months, which is, it looks like January to like start of February is a low month when there's like not much demand. Then also October makes total sense because I know um, at the end of October, November, cross country season gets over with. So of course, run, no one's gonna need running shoes because it's over with now. And then same again in May is when track gets over. That's so funny. Um, but yeah, go to Google Trends. It's uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, hope you like this episode. I actually met with a student a few days ago and he said he uh, listened to like 12 episodes on the plane. Yeah, you can download some episodes, make sure to subscribe, but have a great night, have a great day wherever you're at and go crush it. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode. The feedback has just been tremendous so far. I'm loving it. And I'd love it if you just took the next 30 seconds of your time to do me a quick favor. Please go ahead and leave a five-star rating and drop your number one takeaway from this episode inside whatever podcast platform that you're using. This is really just like a virtual pat on the back for me to continue to keep pumping out free content. Thank you so much and see you on the next episode.